Hello and welcome back to Finding Your Niche, a podcast that features some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, business leaders, and marketers, and highlights the stories behind why they do what they do. I hope you enjoy. Well, gentlemen, I've been recording for a little bit here, but uh, let's get it rolling. I have two of the finest gentlemen from the Twin Cities wow. on this podcast with me today. And what, look, look at that head shake. Uh, it should be going the <laughs> other way, Tyler. It should be going up and down instead of left to right. Um, what I should do is have you guys in the 10,000 Lakes Project, with it, which is uh, something that Trent Medill and I are working on. We could talk about that later. But I, uh, I know we're recording this now. So last week, when you're hearing this, I recorded a session with Tyler and Jordan on their podcast, Swipe Up. And now we are doing a session with the two of them on my podcast, Finding Your Niche. So Jordan, Tyler, um, very happy to have you on here today. I do a lot of work with these guys to the American Association, and I'm hoping to do much more work with them in the future on a bunch of different projects because I just adore these two guys and they do a lot of great creative work. So Jordan, I will start with you alphabetical order because that's the best way to do it. Do you want to introduce yourself and then we can jump over to Tyler and start up the conversation? I'd love to. Thanks for having us, first of all. Um, basically, I'm a finance major turned freelance creative. So I, I do mostly video work. I dabble in photography and graphic design. Basically, I do graphic design for the American Association with you guys, but spend most of my time in video work. So been doing it for about a year and a half. I'm absolutely loving it and haven't looked back since. When did you uh, graduate from St. Thomas? Uh, it was the winter of 2018. Okay. So, so I, I had a fifth you... year for football to use up. Oh, okay. Okay. So how did you end up uh, figuring out you wanted to be a recovering finance major and end up in this freelance lifestyle? Well, right out of school, I did all the financial advising tests. I went and got my Series 66, Series okay. 7, SIE. Did all that gruesome studying. Um, but, you know, I was in finance as a fully registered financial advisor for three months. And if you don't know about the financial advising industry, it's, you know, you, you have to be all in or it's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of hours for little pay right away. But then, you know, down the road, you're going to be rewarded for it. I was not all in at all. You know, I went to work every day and just kind of stare at my screen, finding other things to do. Wouldn't show up to work until like 11 AM, but you know, quickly found out that it was not for me. <laughs> and you know, I've always liked, you know, video work, the creative side of things. I've always seen myself as kind of artistic, but I haven't showed it type of thing. I was too scared, you know, of what people would think. And I was scared I wouldn't make money. And I just kind of said, if I'm going to do something for the rest of my life and get paid to do it, it has to be something that I love to do. Then I like being creative. And so I said, screw it. I'm going to dive headfirst into video and see where it goes. And yeah, that's where I'm at now. Good for you. And that's, I, I can't believe that's the first time I've heard that story, but I'm, I'm glad that you ended up um, ditching the finance path because it seemed like it wasn't right for you. And yeah, ended up definitely finding wasn't. Into video work because now I'm able to work with the end. <laughs> that's right. Tell you the last few months. Um, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, where do you know? 
not as cool of a story as Jordan. Um, but maybe that's just because I had my, my shit together, Jordan. And it didn't take me until right. I no, that's true. 22 to have, no, I definitely didn't have my shit together. Jake, you made a funny comment earlier where you thought you came to school, thought you were going to be a doctor. I was the exact same way. I actually got accepted into Minnesota in CBS and then realized after my first chemistry class that <laughs> that was not for me. Are we and, the same uh, person? Yeah, we might be the same person. You're just me with better hair. And so I transferred to Carlson. Um, life. <laughs> that's something Declan Brown would be proud of you yep. and so um graduated recently from Carlson um with a major in entrepreneurial management uh and minors in marketing and Spanish but that's such a throw and it doesn't even matter and I have since um like the beginning of this year January 4th um been a full-time freelancer so you know for me it was not as as turbulent I make fun of Jordan but I definitely do not have my shit together um, I think for a while I thought I was going to sort of do the normal nine to five marketing route. Um, I had a handful of internships that kind of showed me I didn't want to do that. Uh, and then this last summer, um, with Corona happening and everything, I had an internship get canceled. And so I sort of had to start freelancing, um, as early as the summer. Uh, but that luckily made me realize that it was something I enjoyed doing and something I was good at, or at least at the very least could like make a living doing. And so, uh, yeah, since the beginning of this year, 2021, I've been doing that full time. So not even three full weeks in, um, but it's been going well so far. I do, um, a lot of like organic social media management, but also some Facebook ad management, um, a bit of content creation, certainly not at the like videographer, uh, level of, of Jordan, but, um, kind of a grab bag of like social media, uh, specific uh, content production, uh, that way. So yeah, I have a you know a handful of clients, same same setup as as Jordan does, and uh, kind of making it work, which is scary and exciting and fun and a bunch of other ad- adjectives all at once. Cool. How did you guys meet each other, Tyler? You, I think, did you DM me or something about it was about the uh, the football camp projects, and we we ended up yeah. meeting like a week later at yeah. uh, what's that spot at the U of M. Um, I don't know. It was, it's, it's one of the, no, it was like a big study spot, like hotel area. Oh, the graduate, oh, not the graduate. The graduate. Yep. 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 Yeah. So we had sat down and you'd now you remember me. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're, you reminded me. Yeah. So basically I think I was familiar with Jordan. I'd heard his story. Um, and Jake, if you're interested in, in Jordan, he did a great episode of the back pocket podcast, um, where he sort of walked through the whole thing. And I think it's fun for you, Jordan, too, because it's definitely a, a moment in timestamp where, um, you were just kind of getting into that. I think that mm-hmm. week that you went on the back pocket podcast, you had just landed your first job yeah. as a videographer, um, which is funny to see how far you've come since then. Um, and I sort of saw that and I had sort of kept in the back of my mind, you know, I'm somebody kind of like you, Jake, who likes to have just some people in my Rolodex where I can, you know, if a project comes up that I'm not able to do, I like to be able to send them somewhere um, and at least be a little bit helpful. And so Jordan was always somebody that I had, or was somebody that I was following um, at a distance for a while as somebody who did videography work. And it was fun because we were sort of in the same like exploratory parts of our careers, um, even though he's a couple years older than me. And then you're right, Jordan, there's a project we were supposed to do this summer. Um, unfortunately, Corona canceled it, which was just a football camp that I had worked on some social media management stuff for in the past. And this year I wanted to uh, step up my game a little bit um, and propose to the director of this camp that I bring out somebody like Jordan um, to get some like proper content for social media, um, video, photo stuff uh, of the camp. And then it was something that we 
um, I think we still think we could apply to other camps and, um, and, and kind of, you know, make that a part of each of our businesses. Uh, and so, yeah, we had that initial meeting and from there, we've just kind of been continually introducing each other to different business opportunities. That's kind of how we ended up here with Jake. Um, you know, I was approached by Jake to do social media for American association. I thought Jordan would be a great fit. Um, and here we are. We got a phone ringing in the background, so I was just on mute there for a second, and it's still ringing. So I'm going to take two seconds here, let it ring. You might hear a voicemail. We're hearing a voicemail. <laughs> Everyone quiet. They're not leaving a message. Okay. Nice. That could have been an interesting uh, part of this podcast. Who still has a landline? <laughs> um, long story. I think we could do a, a full podcast on what my living situation is right now, but I think I've been in like eight different houses the last month and a half here. It's, it's just been a wild ride. Um, yeah. But I'm currently at my my aunt and uncle's house, take, keeping an eye on it for them while they're down in Florida. Um, back to you guys, though. So moral of the story. Tyler slid into Jordan's DMs and <laughs> that's how you guys got to know each other with a little winky face coming from Tyler right now. Yep. Um, outside of what you're doing with your freelance work and videography and social media, I know me personally, I always have like a million ideas that are running through my head. It's just not enough time to do all of them. Um, is there anything outside of the work that you're currently doing that you're interested in getting more involved with? Yeah, I can start. So we've talked about it a lot in our podcast, Ty, but I am one of the biggest Star Wars nerds. And I've wanted to do one of my goals for this year is to, you know, make a certain amount of money with Star Wars. So for me, this has started. I started basically a meme page on Instagram and I'm growing it right now. Uh, all you know, geared towards Star Wars stuff. And, you know, I'm trying to leverage that to sell some merch that I'm actually creating that's like Star Wars based. It's a little, you know, basically I'm, I'm opening an Etsy shop and I'm going to try to sell the stuff with my Star Wars meme page. But that cool. for me is something where I have this, this passion inside, whatever you want to call it for just Star Wars. I've loved it ever since I was a little kid. And that's something for me where I'm able to, it's still like working creatively, but it's so different than what I'm doing with like typical video work, corporate work, you know, whatever it is. So for me, that's my little escape. And it's something that I want to dive into more this year and hopefully start to make money from it because I think it'd be a fun little side hustle. That's just one, but it's kind of a unique example, I think. What's the, uh, what's the name of the meme page? Star Wars Hyperspace. Should be all one word. Oh yeah, I'm looking up right now. Yeah, follow. Yep. All right. Cool. Nice, Jordan. That's the grassroots way to get followers these days. You just That's right. Ask, ask them on their <laughs> on their podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, what about you? Um, I'll I'll stick in the same vein as uh, what Jordan just said. So, a little backstory. I basically got interested in doing social media or realized Jake, you made this comment last week on our podcast with you um, that you're like, Oh shoot, people actually pay me for this thing. Um, in high school, I was asked to uh, be like this kid that also went to high school with me um, was running this football theme page on Twitter that just reposted like general football content. And at the time he had like 10,000 followers and he's like, Hey, do you want to help me run this account? 
I'm like, yeah, that seems like a lot of fun. 10,000 followers, a ton of followers. And so um, I helped him along with a couple other kids at our high school. Um, and we ran this uh, football theme page account on Twitter. We grew it all the way to like 150,000 followers. And we worked with um, sponsors, you know, people that made like football helmets and football apparel and like a whole bunch of different, like really cool opportunities. And maybe made a couple hundred bucks a month at most. Um, but it was sort of my first realization, like, oh crap, like this is something that's real and something that, you know, you can make money from. Um, and that sort of like logically forayed me into doing freelance work, like all the way back as early as high school. Um, but I've always sort of had this passion and interest. I, I would say passion is probably a strong word, but like this interest in these theme pages and this whole like mm -hmm. sort of underground community on Instagram. You know, when you see these meme pages on Instagram or you see these um, sort of content curation pages on Instagram, I mean, these are like people that are running them. Um, and there's a lot of strategy and a lot of thought uh, and I think there's just a lot of like information about social media that can be gleaned from doing these sorts of things. Um, and so I've, you know, since, since high school, I've, I've always been involved in running at least one, um, of these sort of, um, general theme pages, which I think people always find funny when I tell them, if I ever do tell them, because it's something I, I keep pretty close to the chest. Um, but I often revolve them around, um, just sports football primarily just because I you know I'm a, I'm a big fan and it's easier to do that sort of stuff as Jordan can attest when you're a genuine fan of the subject matter um, and so and so it's just always something I've been I've been doing and I, I know I share a lot like on LinkedIn about just different experiences that I have um, on those theme pages because I really do think that the value for me now and like even now I don't make more than a couple hundred bucks a month although I have recently started blowing up on YouTube and I've made like over a thousand dollars this month just on YouTube. Jeez. which is insane. No, it's, it's insane. I, I can show you guys my, my page afterwards, but it's like crazy. And I don't even have, I have like 6,000 subscribers, but you know, growing a couple thousand every single week. But um, yeah, it, like Jordan's laughing. Cause it's like lucky me. He's just stumbling into this. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call it stumbling. Yeah. But I mean, you, you do put a lot of work into it. I think, so. you're, I think you're very intentional about what you're doing too. Yeah. I think, and, and I think that's like the fun part of those pages is that I can be really unintentional at times and just kind of be like, learning and just tr testing new things and, and testing new strategies. Um, but at the same time, there is some intention um, and some like direction that I'm, I'm moving with them. Um, and so that's sort of something that I always have going on in the back. And it's not something I consider to be a part of like my core day-to-day -day, um, activities, but um, it is something that I always have going on in the background. And like Jordan said, it's a way to be creative in a different way. Uh, and I think that's really, really important uh, because it kind of keeps me sharp and it keeps me excited and it's, it's just fun to do. And I think having fun is important like that. Cool. Yeah. I, I was going down a, a one path, but I just want to stop right here and kind of divert our conversation. I know from a lot of people that I talk with, like being involved in your own business or being a freelancer um, can be idealized. And people often think it's like, this is like the best job you could possibly have doing your own thing. Um, would love to hear what your guys' thoughts are on some of the most difficult aspects of what the three of us are doing right now. I'll start with money. Uh, one of the, one of the big things with this career path is you have to not even have multiple, but you have to have, you know, consistent streams of income for you to be able to basically keep going. So for us, Tyler, which we've talked about a lot is, you know, whether it's finding passive areas of income to kind of help fuel your, 
you know, your freelancing career, or that's, you know, in my case, it's finding retainer clients who I know each month are going to, you know, basically put a check into my bank account. Yeah, and, I was going to ask you about that. Right. And for me, in my mind, it's like, if I know I can pay my rent this month and pay the basic bills, like then I'm good. Like I can, I can, you know, work as hard as I want. I can focus on, you know, if I need to take a couple hours out of my week and create for myself instead of for a client, like I can do that. But that's always in the back of my mind is that little stressor about money. And I think, you know, people who are diving into this, they need to know that some days you're going to have to work a lot harder just to get one more client. And some days you're going to have five clients roll in that all want to work with you and you're gonna have to turn some down just because you don't have time. But I would say for me, the biggest and first one that I'll mention is money. Tyler, I'll direct yeah, it to you now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll go completely different because I think there's a lot to be said about money. And like Jordan and I, we had a conversation about then when you lose a client, like how do you find another client that fits in well to that framework that the other client has already set up, which is like making the same amount of money for the same amount of time or effort put in. Like it's just mm -hmm. fitting puzzle pieces together, which is difficult. And you hope you don't have to lose clients like that, but it right. happens. Um, but I would say going on a completely different uh, aside is like knowing, and this is more of just like a, a working for yourself or by yourself thing, um, but like knowing when being okay, not being busy, um, I think seems like we're all kind of people, you know, Jordan and I both working at home, like my bed is right behind me. So it's not hard for me to get work done at any time of the day. Um, but I think it is important for me to remember, and I've been learning this even just in the last two weeks, which is like, just stop sometimes and stop working and um, take advantage of those benefits. I know Jake, you mentioned last week about flying out to Colorado for a weekend, like take advantage of those benefits of being able to work from home. Um, and it, it's not a bad thing. If you do that, you're not shorting yourself or shorting anybody else, of course, barring that the work still gets done in a timely manner. Um, but it's not like you have to clear your checklist every single day for the entire week and on a Monday. Um, I, I think it's important to, to remember that taking those breaks are probably going to serve you better in the long run than working until the wee hours of the night, um, just to get up and, and do it again in the next morning. So that's been something like that whole pacing yourself idea um, has been important for me, especially just in these last couple of weeks. Yeah. And by the way, I have, um, I do know of some people that have set it up. So they literally only have to work one or two days out of the week. They'll do all of their their client meetings on like a Wednesday and do all their administrative tasks on Mondays or Fridays and, and that's it. So maybe they're um, much wiser than we are, but I guess that's one way we, they could go about it too. I think mm -hmm. um, from my perspective, the most difficult thing is time. And with a lot of the work that we do, there's a lot of time sensitivity on it and you have to hit deadlines pretty much every week, if not every single day. Um, so there are a lot of things that are urgent all the time. And so that I think that I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it puts a lot of pressure on the work that that we're doing. Um, and sometimes it inhibits me at least to be able to go and do some of the things that I want to do. Like all my friends are on winter break right now. And uh, a lot of times I'll just have to stay in and work on things until nine o'clock at night, just because th that's what mm -hmm. needs to get done to make sure that everybody stays happy and the ships keep moving along. Um, yeah. would be curious to hear if you guys have experienced anything similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say the most similar feeling I have, and this is maybe something I should have said about 
you know, the biggest difficulty or whatever, but it's like setting up boundaries, especially with, uh, your clients, I think for Jordan and I, you know, we've talked at nauseum about how we price our services and sort of how to best reflect the value that we're putting in, um, but also sort of like protecting our time and protecting ourselves. Um, and I think, especially when you get agreements that are maybe more stipend based or a flat rate, uh, there's a little ambiguity, especially if you're just starting or, um, maybe if the client doesn't have a great understanding of what you're really doing, that there's ambiguity in like what your specific description is, uh, or your specific requirement of output. Um, and I can think it's like an output of content or an output of posts or for Jordan, an output of videos. Um, and they could think it's like an output of time or something like that. So of course it's important to first set, um, those terms and, and to agree on those. But I think a lot of the times I'll run into an issue where a client will reach out to me at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock on a Friday night or on a Saturday night, um, or even like seven o'clock on a Saturday night. And it's like, and I don't want to be working right now. I don't want to have to do this thing for you. But at the same time, they're asking for it. And you want to kind of, you know, you're the customer service arm, you're the marketing arm, you're the sales arm of your of your business. Um, and so you want to give them a good experience and you want to be cognizant of what they need. And if it's a timely thing, like you're saying, Jake, like you need to get it done. Um, but I think it's equally as important to have those things crop up. And, and if you recognize it's not something that needs to get done that day, be like, look, I'll, I'll get to it the first thing on Monday morning. Um, but I think setting up those boundaries is, is really, really important. So to your point, Jake, like, I think it's important to be cognizant of the time restraints, the urgency, the priority of different things going on. But I think it's equally as important to remind yourself, maybe going back to what I was saying earlier, that like, if it doesn't need to get done right now, it's okay to put up walls, put up boundaries and say like, look, you know, it's a Saturday night. I'm not going to be doing this right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely like on weekends, I tell myself always like, I'm going to just put the laptop away. I'm going to not work. And always there's going to be, you know, times a month where you're going to have to work Saturdays and Sundays, whether I have a shoot, whether I have to finish up some client work, whatever it may be. But I always try to, if someone's, you know, contacting me, work related and it's not an emergency or something that needs to be done. I won't respond until Monday. Just that's a, that's a personal boundary that I've set for myself to not have to stress or worry about that stuff on a weekend because that's my time to decompress. And back to your point, Tyler, of like a lot of clients may see like your work as amount of hours you need to put in. I typically try to charge. I tell clients I charge by the, the result, not by the hour. And, you know, for me, it's, it's easier to get in their mind that way and say like, okay, you're, you're paying for the actual product that you're going to receive and not the amount of hours that I'm actually putting into it because some projects I might work on for two days, some I might work on for 30 minutes and they're still going to be, you know, great products, but it's all about what the client's looking for. So for me, and just that whole time related conversation, I'm, one, setting boundaries, whether it's even just looking at my text messages from clients. And two, it's just, you know, reiterating to the client that you're paying for the result, not for the amount of hours I'm going to put into that result because different projects are different. That's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably have a, a full episode on charging clients and how <laughs> you want to structure, whether it be based off of an hourly pay or like a, a monthly or weekly stipend yeah. that they send your way for the work that you're doing. And there's a lot of it just comes down to arbitrage in my mind and where you think you can, I guess, make yep. the most money and also make it most effective for them. Um, one question I do want to ask you guys, because 
I don't know. I, I go deep a lot and I, I try to ponder deep things in my life. Um, would I'm curious to know whether or not you guys have ever questioned what you're doing right now and wondered if maybe you're supposed to be doing something different with your time. Yeah. I mean, I think my situation situation is a little different just because I dove into something that was definitely wasn't for me right out of school. And I did ponder those questions every single day. And I would constantly think to myself, can I actually see myself doing this in 15 years? Or am I going to be such a wreck by that point that it's just not going to work? Now I'm to a point where I don't necessarily have that conversation in my head, but it's, it's more the, the fact that it's like, I know I want to be doing, or I know I should be doing something creatively. I know that's, you know, what I want to do. It's what makes me the most happy. But then it's the question of what do I need to be doing inside of that creativity? Where do I need to put my efforts, whether it's in sports, real estate, you know, strictly corporate work, or, you know, do I need to just make stuff for myself every single day? So for me, it's finding that balance. And, you know, I've never really questioned, like, am I really supposed to be doing something creative? Because for me, I know that answer is yes. So I hope that answers your question. But yeah, yeah, what about you, Tyler? Yeah, I think for me, uh, I was I, I felt like I was so head down, especially the last two months of school, like trying to get everything set up to where I felt like I could be successful right away um, freelancing that I wasn't really worried about either even what was going to happen like six months from now. I was just making sure the first month, the first two months of of being a full time freelancer were going to be able to pay my bills, essentially. Um, and I think now as I've kind of settled into what my day to day looks like and am confident that money is going to be coming in every single month um, that I can kind of put my head up and see how I can grow and evolve and sort of Jordan's point about like seeing if I can like if I can see myself doing this 15 years from now like I I, I know that I'm not gonna be working with the same clients or with the same people 15 years from now which I think is an exciting part to me um, but I think more to our conversation last week I have to think about how I can start doing more of the things that I like to do and less of the things that I don't like to do. Um, but man, I just feel like I'm so early on in that whole process too, where I, I feel a little bad almost trying to think about that kind of stuff so early, like thinking about hiring somebody at this point seems almost like a mistake to me to, you know, to be having those thoughts because I feel like I've, I've just gotten started. Like, okay, let's see, let's do it yourself a little bit um, before you really start bringing people in. But at the same time, you know, there's probably a, a conversation I need to have with myself where if I recognize value in that, and bring somebody on, then maybe I should do it. But um, yeah. I think the short answer is like, I've just been so head down making sure this is a feasible career for me that um, I haven't really thought much about like, should I be here? I've, I've been so like in the weeds that I haven't cropped my head up, but I think I've had en enough experiences in the past where I'm, I'm pretty confident where, where I am. When you were, um, when you were in the process of getting everything set up for your freelance career, did you at any point consider before graduation trying to find a job at some company? Yeah. I mean, for like when it really came down to it, it was, um, it was, it was between freelancing and working at a company that I'm still working for, but just in like a, a contracted role called yeah. prep prep network. Mm -hmm. um, and so those were always two sort of the, the big things for me. Um, and I was always leaning freelance, but I didn't close the door on working full-time at prep network um, just because it was, it was like a small, it's a small company. Um, they deal with, 
you know, high school sports. And I, I knew the work I was doing because I was interning with them all throughout school. Um, the work that I was doing was, was interesting to me and like varying enough where I, I could have seen myself being very happy working full time there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came down to having those conversations, one, it was kind of nice just given the pandemic and everything. Um, the decision was made like a little bit for me where they weren't ready to offer me a full-time job right away in December, um, which ended up being great because I wasn't looking for a full-time job in December. Um, and so it was just a matter of not closing that door. Um, but at the same time, I sort of realized that I can still get the fulfillment of working with that organization um, and also have the opportunity to work with a bunch of other uh, com- companies and clients that I can stay engaged with um, in like a different kind of work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I know we're pretty close on time here, so I do want to wrap it up. Um, Jordan, Tyler, we did our episode in the Swipe Up podcast last week. So I will be promoting that episode um, throughout this week. But I'll also, if you haven't taken a, a look at that, go go and give it a listen and, and take a look at uh, Tyler and Jordan on, on their LinkedIn's. Anywhere else people can find you or things you want to plug here? Um, sure. Instagram at Jordan Lundell. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I, I'm linked to my business page on there too. I share a lot of work there. But I would say I'm most active on Instagram. So that's where I, I direct people. I just send people to my LinkedIn, Tyler and web. You know, you, you know, where to find me, everybody. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be a scary thing, Tyler. If people know where to find you. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I do this weird thing on my phone. So you can share your location from your phone with people. Yeah. And as a safety precaution for myself, I share my location with like literally everybody that I know. So <laughs> if I ever try to go off the grid, it, it it's not going to work. But if I ever get lost, it won't You'll be, be found. Someone finds <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I'm unless you're not by your phone. Yeah. Well, that would be <laughs> that would be unfortunate. Maybe I yeah. need to get a tracker connected to my phone for myself. Yeah. Anyways, we'll end it at that. Uh, thanks again, guys, for doing this. It's been an absolute riot today. So hopefully we can do this again at some point in the future. For sure. Thanks, Jake. Jake. It was awesome. Hey, this is Jake. Uh, Thank you for listening to today's episode of Finding Your Niche. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next time. Well, I won't actually see you, but you get the point. Have a great week.